a blast from our past network. Hey, this is Brent. And I'm Eric. And we are part of the Friday Five Podcast. Yes, sir. We cover everything from the 80s to today. We absolutely do. You can find us every other Friday on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Like any. iTunes? Like Stitcher. Oh, man. This Maybe a little Spotify. Hey, and also check us out on Instagram. Absolutely. So come hang out. I think you'll have a lot of fun, and we will see you there. Yeah, bring your Proton Pack and your Ecto Cooler. And maybe some McNugget Buddies. Hot right? Hot right? Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good. No good for you. These pretzels... I'm making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are giving you every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch them, breaking them down episode by episode because we are two big, fat nerds we love this shit i'm adam <laughs> i'm Corey, <laughs> and this episode we are talking about the baby shower season two episode 10 it first aired on may 16th 1991 Corey, my man please let us know what this episode's all about yes sir the baby shower elaine throws a baby shower in jerry's apartment george plots revenge on the guest of honor Kramer talks Jerry into getting illegal cable, but the installers end up crashing the baby shower. Yes, yes, they do. All right. Uh, That is our synopsis. And per usual, at the beginning of this episode, we start off with a stand-up bit about men with remote controls. And I feel like (laughs) I've I've heard this one before. Did Did they use this one before at all? Well, I mean, the the last episode of Cartwright, we did comment on the fact that Jerry doesn't use a lot of guys and gals, yeah. uh, you know, equations in his standup. But and then here he is leading off with another one. I think, yeah, I think true. I think this trope, this this remote control thing. All right, so the standup mm-hmm. is basically he's like, you know, women they like to watch one episode, you know, like a little bit. They they'll flip and it'll be very slow, and they're like, oh, let me check this out. Guys are just like, boom, boom, boom. I know instantly what I want, what I don't want, and then. And, uh, you know, and he equates it to because women like to nest and men like to hunt, meaning mm-hmm. we like to hunt for our entertainment. They like to nest in their entertainment. And he finishes the joke off by saying that, like, you know, what did, you know, ancient kings and, and ancient pharaohs, did they do the same thing? Did they have just 30 storytellers line up? And then he's like, nope, that one sucks. Next one, the guy talks. Nope, you're done. Next one. Nope, next one. And yeah. <laughs> did, did did men basically cycle through the same amount? Um, now, I found it funny in the fact that even when my wife and I are watching something on Netflix, I burn through the – I can just cycle through the, the pictures. You know, Right away, I'll know instantly like, if mm-hmm. I want it or not. And I'm like, babe, what do you want to watch? She's like, I don't know. I can't see what we're looking at. I'm like, we can't, <laughs> we mean you can't see. It's right here. It's, it's, it's right here. But – this stand-up made me realize that, you know what, I, I think it's a, it's timely. It's always timely. And, you know, if Jerry was doing this, if Jerry was that age, you know, that he was doing Seinfeld, but he was doing it now, um, he would still make the same joke. It would be the exact same joke. He would just say, you know, when cycling through the Netflix queue instead of, mm-hmm. you know, channel surfing, essentially. Yeah, it absolutely can go with, you know— any kind of generations. Um, I love this stand a bit. To me, I feel maybe it's because I've heard it so much or I I just resonate with it. 
I feel like this is one of the best stand-up bits we've we've had so far. It's it's very good, but spoiler alert: the mid stand-up uh, here is my favorite mm. of this season, and mm. I even I even posted it on Instagram. Uh, but we'll talk about okay. when we get there. But regardless. A very strong stand-up out of the gate. Uh, one mm-hmm. of one of the better ones, I, I would say. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Okay. All right. So we are starting the episode other than the stand-up bit. We are at Monk's. We are in the booth. We love that booth. We talked about it last episode, but we are very happy that we are there. It makes me so happy, and it makes me so upset whenever we're not in that booth. So I, <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that booth. That booth is a character. It's a supporting character, and it deserves mm. to be recognized. <laughs> yes. So there is George and Elaine and Jerry and... Jerry and Elaine have no discussion about them being in a relationship, even though they ended the last episode being in a relationship. Uh, so I guess that's just done. Whatever. If you guys are weirdly like listening to these out of order, we we analyze the 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 deal. Last episode we talked about yes. where Jerry and Elaine sort of get back together, and at the end of it, uh, they they don't even resolve it. Like at the end of the episode, they are still together, but we find out why. You have to go back and listen to that episode if you haven't uh, heard it, and you'll you'll know why. What a good plug. (laughs) (laughs) We we might be professionals. Maybe. Uh, All right. So uh, they're talking about this person, Leslie, who is pregnant. And uh, she apparently was a date that George had a long, long time ago. She was a terrible date. It was a terrible person. Uh, And she... Uh, we get a whole bunch of setup about her that, you know, she's like this uh, actress or whatever performer. And she had this performance piece where she got chocolate syrup all over George's beautiful red shirt. And he's very upset about it. Um, but, you know, he wasn't he, he wasn't confident. He couldn't tell her off at the time um, about it. But he obviously it still resonates with him, you know. Uh, and he even says that he still has the shirt because it's got a nice collar and he can still wear it under sweaters. <laughs> it's got the collar. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you uh, uh, did you know what he, the, the stain was? It was chocolate. It was Bosco. He says Bosco. Oh, is Bosco? I thought he said it was chocolate. It actually it comes up later, but he says uh, it's very it's later in, when they're in the car, and he says I, I smell like yeah. stale Bosco, uh, which Bosco is yeah. a, is a chocolate. But Bosco is a chocolate syrup. Well, yes, okay. Well, then I, I was fucking right. Yeah, no, no, you're <laughs> no, you're 100 percent right. But his remember his password is is Bosco. Um, yeah, and okay. so it was interesting. Well, what that the Bosco's, fuck is Bosco? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm assuming it's a. Hershey's chocolate, like you know, knockoff or something. Maybe it's a it's a New York centric stuff. But um, yeah, and, and and I and I do apologize, uh, uh, listeners. I did you know uh, blow the whistle on Bosco a little bit early. It, it is mentioned like later when they're in the car. Yes, yeah, way but later. We can, we can talk about it now. It's but it's interesting that it's it's Bosco. It comes back around later on. Yes. and I love these. I love watching the show now. You know what? It's really cool. Like I actually do have a friend, uh, uh, Tess. She's listening. She's watching the show as she's listening to the podcast for the first time. So she's going along with us, um, and that's really cool. But at the same time, it's it's also neat to like like we know where things are going to go. We know what's what's coming, mm-hmm. and it's neat to see these little references. We talk about them a ton in season one and and early mm-hmm. on in season two. Uh, there's all these little references of things to come, and you're like, oh man, I can't believe like that. You know, Bosco peppered in you know here and it's just it's cool i like that i like seeing it uh, a quick search about bosco chocolate syrup uh, it's a brand of chocolate syrup first produced in 1928 
uh, and it was based out of uh, Tawako, New Jersey. Jersey. Uh, so probably you know in that in that you know New Englandish area. Yep. And, or whatever. And and I mean like Larry David and and Jerry Seinfeld, they do put a lot of like older references in this, and you got to figure, you know, I mean, so they grew up essentially. They grew up in the what early seventies, I guess, right? Essentially. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's it's funny to see them now. Some of these references are just like I imagine would be over people's heads at this point yeah yeah of course and there are some there's some even uh you know already just rewatching it that i they say something and i have no idea what the hell they're talking about and it just it's it's, it's a small reference from something in the 80s or 90s or even 70s that I, that I just went over my head and i didn't research it or something and i'm just like all right fine fuck it this is a lost pop culture reference for me yeah it's i was watching uh the original tmnt movie last night the the live action one the first one which i love mm-hmm. uh there was one part where they're like oh it's a kodak moment and i'm like i wonder <laughs> how long until that phrase is gone you mm-hmm. know it's 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 interesting yeah. when you see stuff that has these timely stuff. And while we're talking about, I was going to save it to the end of the sh- uh, episode. Now I'll, I'll still mention it. Then they do a lot of name dropping this episode of people that I don't even know uh, throughout mm-hmm. the entire episode. Just in conversations, they make references, and I think this one was because yeah. they talk about the Kennedys a lot, which I know. But then they just they mention all these yeah. other names throughout yes. the episode that I'm just like I don't know any of those people. I don't know who that is. Yep. And it was just you just know that it was like current climate sort of. You you know, uh, dialogue. Yeah. Uh, so I want to ask you something that I have nothing to do with Seinfeld whatsoever. Because uh, I mentioned, I, uh, when we were talking about the Bosco chocolate syrup, I mentioned that, oh, you know, it's from New Jersey, so in that New Englandish area. Now, I'm a Southerner, as I grew up mostly in Georgia. Uh, you are from Maryland, so you are pretty much from that, you know, to me, it's all the same. I New England is like, you can spit from New York to New Jersey to Philadelphia or wherever. And I, I just, I don't, I don't think of them. I think of them all as New England, but are they not? Is New England just Boston? Because there's the New England Patriots, but is New England, to me, New England equals all of the Northeast. But is that wrong? I, I think it depends on who you ask. But it's it's funny. I actually, I probably skew a little bit more Southern because I'm, I'm I grew okay. up in Maryland, but I also grew up in Virginia mm-hmm. too and um, I didn't spend a lot of time in New York I actually spent more time south so I'm actually with you I think of New England as being more of a of a collection an area versus mm-hmm. you know yeah. just yeah I, I'm actually more with you on that one bud I'm okay. sure I'm sure if you ask someone really f- there they would have a different a different answer for you I will ask our listeners if anybody wants to, con- uh, you know, clarify for me what is New England specifically. Is it different than just all of, you know, the Northeast, which it probably is? Please let us know <laughs> on our Facebook. <laughs> yes, you can uh, follow us on Facebook at Cartwright, a Seinfeld yep. podcast. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, so Elaine was asked to finally, finally to get back to the show. <laughs> Elaine was asked to throw a baby shower uh, for this lady, this Leslie, um, who her, his husband apparently uh, has a tie with the Kennedys, as you kind of mentioned. You know, there's a whole thing about the Kennedys um, and, and Elaine just kind of goes about on a little diatribe here about, like, you know, who cares about the Kennedys? Why do people care about them? They're so boring. Now, I found this particularly interesting because knowing in future episodes, Elaine has a couple different ties with the Kennedys. Uh, There's one episode where uh, she meets Mr. Pitt and she is looking a lot like 
Jackie O and you know that's what leads him to hire her because there's this whole Elaine with Grace you know and Jackie with Grace that kind of thing and then also there's a whole thing where she goes gaga over JFK Jr. at a fitness center so you know she has these ties with the, the with the Kennedys but in this in this episode she's like fuck the Kennedys yeah yeah well she doesn't even say it she only says it in the scene because even later when she talks about like I was yeah. on a bus I could have got you know it it didn't stop mm-hmm. I mean, we'll get to that but she even implied there that uh that you know the Kennedys it would have been nice if she got with one so I don't know if it almost feels like like it's just this scene where she felt like that because like you yeah. said moving forward she actually you know liked the kennedys or or whatever wanted to be with you know kenny junior but yeah i think yeah mm-hmm. you're right it was kind of weird in the scenery he's like oh they're so boring i'm like i feel like elaine would be the other way on that one but you know it's okay whatever the you know i'm sure the writers had a reason to to keep the dynamic at a certain level or something i guess no i mean i mean i mean she's she's a bit of a hypocrite and i think that's funny uh but i just it just kind of it just found it interesting because she has so many no one else they don't talk about the kennedys with really any other character it's just elaine right yeah i actually have a weird connection uh to a the kennedys um so the (laughs) the um so back in 2000 the 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 vice mayor or whatever not mayor a governor of maryland is uh was kathleen uh, Kennedy Townsend or something like uh, Kathleen Kennedy Townsend. Basically, she was one of I think Rose Townsend's like uh, daughters or something. And then I was actually friends with her daughter, so it was like one of those things where like like Rose Kennedy was her grandmother, um, and she worked at like this comic book store. Uh, her name is Cat, uh, and uh, she was cool. She was nice, but like I didn't know anything about the Kennedys. So when you know that came up, I was like, nah, whatever. I don't know. I don't care. I don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. And I think she, that made her like you know like not like me, but like you know like oh cool you know he's not like all hung up on this shit but yeah like it's weird but when you think about it but yeah places like maryland and new york and stuff there's that weird chance that you can just kind of know somebody that's connected to these these you know legacy political Mm -hmm. legacies and everything because because everyone's there you know everyone's in maryland and virginia and new york so there's just like a higher probability but uh yeah that was my little brush with kennedy claim to fame uh, I mean, so you even mentioned Rose Kennedy, and Rose gets name dropped in this episode. Yes, she does, and and I was like, oh, that's that's hilarious because yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Who who is Rose Kennedy? Yeah, <sighs> uh, just I, some fucking Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, just some fucking Kennedy. I think you know it's one of the can. <laughs> everyone loved her. I think it was, I think she was okay. the mom of JFK. I think. Uh, Again, I'm not a political person. I don't care about that crap. Like I said, even when my friend was like, <laughs> I'm, you know, Rose Kennedy's granddaughter or whatever, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. cool, that's that's great. And that kind of actually, yeah. that laissez-faire attitude that I had translated well to um, Hollywood When whenever I did work around celebrities. I'm just like, whatever, I didn't care. I was like, yeah. sure, you're just a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. All right, so Elaine asks Jerry if she can do the baby shower in his apartment because her roommate has Lyme disease. Uh, And we get a funny kind of, you know, back and forth where Jerry's like, I thought she had Epstein-Barr syndrome. And he's like, well, it's like Epstein-Barr with a twist of Lyme disease. It's funny, uh, you know. So what is (laughs) Epstein-Barr? I don't know. (laughs) 
This, I mean, dude, I'm telling you, like, this episode was really freaking weird for me. I had a hard-ass time tracking things. And uh, I, I'm, I'm taken to, like, watching them with subtitles on now um, because the AC mm-hmm. in the apartment is, is so it's so loud. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm, like, seeing all these names, and I'm like, this one single episode had so many references to words that I just didn't know what the fuck they were. Okay. All right. Let me, let me, another, another, uh, Wikipedia search. <laughs> I love how quick you are. You're like, <laughs> yeah. All right. The Epstein Barr virus, formerly called human gamma herpes virus four, is one of the eight known human herpes virus types in the herpes family, uh, and is one of the most common viruses in humans. It is best known as the cause of infectious mononucleo- mononucleosis. So it, apparently it causes mono. Wow, and I and I loved how they just nonchalantly dropped it. I wonder if when they're writing that episode, like that phrase was like in the news a lot or something at the time, like you know, very like zeitgeisty pop pop culture type of thing, but very specific to that that you know year that they filmed it, basically. Yeah, and it says that most people become infected with uh, Epstein Barr virus at some point in their lives, so it's very common. Okay, so we all have it, I guess. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> with a dash of lime. Wait, what does she say with that? Yeah, ex- a twist, a twist <laughs> of lime. There you go, twist of lime disease. Oh, man, that was a good line. That was that was a very, it was, very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so George is also kind of just freaking out intermittently in between kind of this, uh, where he's kind of being very angry about the old date that he had with this other person, uh, and he wants to tell her off. You know, he, he has gotten into his head that he wants to just – you know, confront this person uh, and just kind of just let her know how much he little he thinks of her. We also get a very George moment at the end of this scene, at the end of, you know, their little monk scene where he leaves his, you know, cash for his food and a tip and he walks away and then he comes back. He looks at it. He grabs a dollar from the tip and and then leaves like it just really really further further shows just how much of a cheapskate george is you know he's not frugal frugal has a positive connotation he's a fucking cheapskate yes he is the worst case scenario of a cheapskate and i have now noticed that when i take notes i can start abridging them because i was like oh let me take note of that and i'm like you know what Adam's going to bring that up. He's going to track that. Yeah. I can just, I don't actually have to write. So my notes are actually starting to get smaller. So thank you for that. Oh, I appreciate good. it. Yeah. But I'm starting to like learn what you're going to, what you're going to mm-hmm. track and everything. But I, I did, it was, it was another, ah, shoot, I forgot if it was earlier this season or, or season one. I think it was earlier this season, but it was, it was a really good three-way conversation again. They did another good, like where, where mm-hmm. one person's, you know, two people are talking, but then the third person's sort of interjecting something into there. And it's, it, they do that really well with, with Jerry, Elaine, and George, how, you know, like maybe Jerry and Elaine will be talking and George will kind of be like doing something, but I really enjoyed his energy in that. And, uh, you know, I think Jerry even said something like, you know, will that make you feel better? And you're like, well, you know, no, but, you know, it, it will for this, but not, you know, <laughs> moving forward, not for anything else, you know. Or he's like, will you die mm-hmm. a happy man? Something like that. I forgot to, to track that quote. But um, overall, I enjoyed how 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 that scene played out. And I liked the dynamic of that scene. Although, and at the end, I, okay, yes, George I felt like he was justified, but he was obviously harboring, you know, an unrational amount of anger towards it, but his feelings <laughs> were justified because she did treat him like shit on that date. Yeah. Yeah. And we just we end up finding just how much of a honest... All right. This is a word I don't want to say too often, 
but she's a fucking cunt. <laughs> yeah, she 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 really really is. But uh, going back to, uh, just specifically to the scene, uh, you know, I was tracking. I was like, you know what, George is justified in his anger. And then at the very mm-hmm. end, where what you said, where he, you know puts the money down, and he takes the money back. Then you're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, he's just as much of a piece of crap as <laughs> as, as, as she yeah. is. Like she, he's just True. as crappy as she is. Like it, that completely like undermined him. But that that's George. He'll do something, and then he'll he'll basically shoot himself in the foot and undermine his own you know any positive traction he'll get he'll undermine it himself yeah he will uh so we then get to uh jerry's apartment and he is watching uh this channel he's trying to get like this basketball game he's got bunny ears on the tv he's having trouble seeing it uh and this pissed me off because it 100 percent contrasts what happened the episode before he had cable he he had the naked channel before and now he's having trouble getting a sports show no fucking way you can't have the naked channel and have trouble with sports no that's not possible i don't like the inconsistency you know whatever it's not that big of a deal obviously knowing that as we mentioned you know things have been rearranged on this season but that did kind of bother me i was like wait a minute wait a minute He's he's got the naked channel. Yeah. He should be able to watch this sports without. He just, he doesn't have bunny ears. And you know what's what's sad is I didn't even hmm. track that. I was like yeah. I, was, I was like <laughs> you know just I think and I think that's more of a testimony to I've seen this show more in syndication than I have like in mm. order of how it you know came out and it's kind yeah. of like a testimony like when I view Seinfeld I view it as just a very singular thing like like it's you know this episode is just this episode um, but you are you're hundred percent correct I find that very I find it more fascinating that I didn't even pick up on that uh, but to yeah. your point this episode was originally uh, episode four um, in this season. And and uh, we'll get into all of that in our, our yeah. season two wrap up. But yeah, this episode was supposed to be much, much earlier establishing really, really just to establish mm-hmm. cable. That's really why yeah. you need this episode earlier on. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, it's not really necessary, you know, to, to get my anger about it. But it just I saw it and I was just like, wait a minute. Something something doesn't seem right from this. Something's fishy here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, speaking of fishy, Kramer uh, is trying to pressure Jerry into getting illegal cable. Uh, you know, he thinks, uh, you know, uh, that it's something that he should be doing. You know, he, he can get, he knows this guy, this Russian dude who can get him some shit. And honestly, I do think it would have been like a, a good callback, you know, if this kind of came in and this, this is where really he ended up getting the cable. But at the end of the episode, he doesn't end up getting the cable. So, whatever. But, Kramer knows these Russian dudes and they can come in tomorrow uh, and they can kind of just like, you know, come on in. They, they come on in and, and can take care of that for him. Uh, what really sells Jerry, because he's skeptical. He doesn't want to do it. And what sells him on it is he can watch this Mets game. You know, he can he can watch the Mets. And we know that Jerry loves the Mets. And it's funny that we're watching this. Uh, what was like a couple days ago? He threw out a pitch at a Mets game. It was for the, the 30th mm-hmm. anniversary of Seinfeld. So it's like all over social media. Uh, as you know, Jerry throwing out the pitch at the Mets game. And since I'm not a big baseball fan, uh, if I remotely watch baseball, it'll be like Orioles or something. I never tracked. Mm-hmm. I never tracked. I knew Jerry liked baseball, but I never kind of knew if it was 
the Yankees or the Mets. Like to me, that was all sort of the same as as a kid. You know, I I mm. guys don't don't crucify me. I know that there's a difference, and uh, and I'm sorry to all of our New York listeners, and I, I do truly apologize. But um, it was kind of for me a nice little like na- nail nail at home, nice little home run, if you will, a little baseball reference yeah. of of just having seen all the <laughs> all the the you know the publicity of of Jerry in real life throwing out. The, the pitch that he just did uh, for the 30th anniversary of Seinfeld. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then now watching this episode, now I'm like, oh, of course that would be what sends, you know, Jerry over the, yes, to say yes, of course, of course that would be it yeah. because he's a huge Mets fan. Um, before we get off the scene, did you notice Kramer when he's like pitching him, when he's trying to sell him on it? He's like 56 channels, dude. Yeah, fifty six channels. I know. My pathetic. God, that's pathetic. Is that what cable? <laughs> is that what cable looked like in nineteen ninety one? I mean, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. That is crazy. And and by the way, guys, fifty six channels still nothing on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Uh, another thing that a line that I like, Jerry, that uh, Kramer says, because uh, Jerry's worried that he's going to get caught, and he says, "You won't get caught." It's hammer time. You know, they, no one's going to catch you. It's the 90s. It's hammer time. I, yeah, yeah I, I wrote that one down. <laughs> and he made like a little motion. And I was like, I was like, now that, mm-hmm. that is a reference I get. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We get it. A lot of people may not get it, uh, but it's just, it's fun. Uh, it, it, it takes you back. It's good shit. Uh, and then also a line that I'm sure has kind of been quoted uh, or at least has been sung at the end, you know, when Jerry agrees to it, uh, Kramer kind of sings, Jerry's going to be a cable boy. Cable boy, cable boy. Jerry's gonna be cable boy. It's just, it's Kramer being silly. Yeah, and, and, but I kind of like it. Yeah, it's fantastic, and and it plays out well in the next scene. Yes. So in our next scene, Jerry comes back from his trip, and the FBI is in his apartment. What the fuck's going on? Kramer apparently turned him in, and uh, Jerry is all freaked out. You know, because he's doing this illegal cable. He tries to run and the FBI shoot him down. The Russians were apparently like in on it. It was a whole fucking sting operation and they're all dead. They shoot him to death and he's going (laughs) to fucking die. And Kramer goes up to him and is like, what have you done to my little cable boy? My cable boy. And it's it was it was funny. It's stupid because uh, it was a it was a weird little dream sequence, and they do not have dream sequences no. very often in the show. So so it was kind of a, a stretch, a, a, a different little thing that came out of left field. Honestly, that I wasn't you know that you're not expecting. Yeah, uh, you know if this was your first time watching. Yeah, um, but yeah, but it, it was it was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh God, this scene was hilarious i love the scene now i loved it then like kind of like the last episode how it felt a little odd this was odd too because yeah we don't normally get dream sequences like this um but it worked really well to the point where i'm like whoa i wish we'd get more at least one or two you know or something but (laughs) i don't agree with you there okay i i i'm glad dream sequences are rare (laughs) in the show because i mean this is an okay scene but it's not a great scene (laughs) maybe because it was so extreme but i did love yeah. how how the uh african-american uh fbi agent called him steinfeld with it with an st yeah and uh, yeah. and i i probably i don't know if i would have picked up on that had i not had you know the subtitles on i was like oh that's and they even in mm-hmm. the subtitles they even spelled it s-t-e-i you know i was like oh that's funny um but did you did you happen to notice that uh jerry the actor was wearing uh earplugs when when that scene was shot um it was like huh? a yeah, it was like a slow motion when he was dying. And I think it's also, too, because uh, when we're watching on Hulu, 
it, they zoom in a lot to, in order to make it, you mm-hmm. know, widescreen. It's the the stupid HD crap. So you can always tell when they they actually zoom into a a, a frame that would be further back just to kind of keep it widescreen. But yeah, you can totally see uh, Jerry Seinfeld, the actor, having like earplugs in his ear because of the all the the bullet the the, the caps that were being fired, you know, mm-hmm. um, from the from the fake uh, FBI agents and everything. But um, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. But anyways, I, I like that scene. I thought it was I thought it was funny. Yeah. So uh, we we catch up with uh, Jerry, who is who is obviously dreaming. He's in a, on a flight and apparently his flight is going through a blizzard right now. Uh, and so they're going to have to basically turn around and, and, you know, go back somewhere to, to get dropped off. He's his stand up that he was going to is going to be canceled and we get a kind of a funny little line from this very awkward little kind of guy who's sitting next to jerry and he says my name is bill i might be the last person you ever see <laughs> and it's, it's kind of random but it's funny I, I loved that i loved it it was because yep. jerry was just so uh, uh what, what's happening you know yeah. and then that guy said mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a nice little throwaway scene it was it was a good throwaway speaking of throwaway we have a stand-up bit <laughs> ah, not speaking of throwaway because this is one of my favorite stand-up bits <laughs> of all time so uh, jerry basically he talks about you know people have an irrational fear of flying because people can't fly and it would be the same as if you know a fish we're driving a car and then i love i actually took pictures of it and, and posted it on my instagram but i i love these lines that he says um so he goes <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna quote him because it's good he goes mm-hmm. you put a fish behind the wheel and they go this isn't right i shouldn't be doing this i don't belong here <laughs> And I was like, you know what? That's hilarious. That is gold, Jerry, gold. I 100% disagree with you. (laughs) I think this is one of the worst stand-ups that we've heard. Like, people flying is nothing like a fish driving. It's not funny. I I, I literally wrote down, meh. Like, that was my one comment for the stand-up. And it's not not a funny one, buddy. I'm sorry. You're wrong. I, well... Comedy is subjective, as they say, like mm-hmm. beauty. But I think for me, <laughs> the end is just how he delivers those three lines of what the fish is saying. I think that right there in lies where where the win is for it. And uh, I don't okay. know. I, I very much enjoyed this one, um, and more so than I've liked probably most of the of the stand up. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad <laughs> glad one of us enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. All right. So George is a good enough friend, and he picks up Jerry from the airport, you know, from his gig getting canceled. Uh, They're trying to figure out what to do, and George is kind of like, you know, let's just go back to your place. So we kind of find out, you know, George has a little bit of a motivation for picking uh, up Jerry. Uh, And Jerry then notices that that George is wearing a red-collared shirt under a sweater. And he's like, that's the shirt! That's the shirt! The shirt that got obviously fucked up by the Bosco chocolate syrup. (laughs) Uh, And and I love Jerry's line here where he says, nice try, my friend, but you've got to get up pretty early in the morning you know basically if you're gonna pull a fast one on him yeah uh, which which is good i like that one and yeah it george is not the best friend in the world i mean he's jerry's best friend <laughs> but he's not the best mm-hmm. friend you could possibly have but at the same time i always liked how jerry doesn't get phased he's like oh yeah yeah my friend is a jerk but it's okay because i love him ah! yeah. <laughs> and he makes you know he makes a funny True. out of it so i it's weird but like i'm like man george you are kind of a piece of crap
crap sometimes to your friends, but Jerry just takes it in stride. He's like, yeah, whatever. That's fine. I, mm-hmm. You know what? I used to be very much like Jerry when I was younger, and then I got older, and then bills and, you know, life and everything sort of coming at you. I want to get back to being like Jerry. He just lets just so much just sort of roll off of him. He's also a TV character and not real, so, you know, maybe maybe not the best person to pattern your life after. Yeah. All right, we cut to Jerry's apartment, and the baby shower is going on. We meet this, you know, pregnant lady, this Leslie, uh, Lane's friend, and she is a terrible person. She is absolutely awful. Uh, She's played pretty well by uh, this person, Christine Dunford. Uh, so she's an actress who actually, I don't know if you recognized her, we see her again in Seinfeld. Okay. She plays in, she comes back in season five. She plays the saleswoman at the store uh, that, it's a couple things going on. One, it's the store where the mannequin looks just like Elaine. Oh. But it's also the store where George finds that suit that he, that she tells him about this sale and he hides it and he wants to buy it. And then the suit ends up having like a swishing noise when he walks with it. Yeah. And what I, I don't know what I didn't agree with, maybe just cause I'm, I don't know, I'm an asshole, but Elaine and George and Jerry are all talking about at different times, like how physically beautiful this Leslie person is, you know, she's like, you maybe, you know, he's kind of like psyching himself up to like say something to her, you know, he's, he's getting his speech ready and he's like, you may be perfect and absolutely stunning, gorgeous, perfect physically and all this stuff. And then I look at her and I'm like, I don't find you attractive at all. I mean, really, she's not, but I will say when she and maybe it's mostly her hair uh, when she adjusts her hair and she becomes like kind of it's straight and blonde as the saleswoman. I find her much more attractive. Oh, oh, so she's blonde as that's why I can't picture her because she's, yeah. she's brunette yes. here. Oh, uh, she's short, short, kind of curly brunette in this in this episode. And then she's like like longer shoulder length, uh, straight blonde. OK. In the other one. I knew which episode you were talking about, but I, I could mm-hmm. not picture her. Um, I'm with you. I mean, she's not unattractive like like don't get me yeah, wrong like, yeah she's not exactly yeah she's not unattractive but like yeah the and way I, I hit they it were... man i would hit it but <laughs> yeah, that's, yes that's it. yes me too but like <laughs> like the way that george was kind of like built like everyone was sort of building it up it's you know we're not trying to shit on anybody but maybe they no, should have gotten somebody that was a bit more uh, i don't know a, bit, a little bit more stereotypically attractive i guess maybe j- just yeah. to sell the joke just to sell the joke um yes. that's just because that's how they were building her up that that's all yeah um true. no no slight on the actress at all yeah no of course not like i said i mean i think i think when she comes back in season five she's actually you know Probably more to that standard of attraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. They sh- they might have they sh- should have probably yeah. Maybe she looks better with blonde hair or something. Maybe let's two dudes stop talking about physical attraction and let's just move <laughs> move on. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. All right. So Jerry and George come into the baby shower at his apartment, uh, and you know George starts to want to to, to talk into Leslie to try to conf- uh, confront her. He takes off his. Uh, sweater at one point and he's got this chocolate shit all over the shirt it's not just a little bit it's like all over his entire torso and how could that like have gotten just on him (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. it's so much (laughs) that you gotta imagine someone else got splashed too but it looks like it just landed all on him all the bosco right there yes uh and you know she he kind of goes up to her and starts talking to her but she doesn't even really remember him all that much and she's just she's a b and a half honestly but george kind of like once he's what we see this multiple times once he's kind of confronted 
he starts backing down and she, you know, is just as intimidating as ever, you know, in this scene. And he just kind of like kind of crumbles and he kind of he's having trouble saying the planned script that he said uh, that he was telling Jerry that he wanted to tell her. Yeah. Yeah. So George does crumble like a house of cards a lot. Yes. But you know who does not crumble? And this scene comes out of nowhere, but it is fan fucking casting. <laughs> yes. This yes. character named Mary Contardi. You know, at the, at the same time, completely juxtaposing what George is doing, goes up to Jerry, and she gives this fantastic, blasting monologue to him, you know, that they went on a date, and then he never called her back, and she just, she, that actress cranks it up to fucking 11, man. Dude, I mean, she came in hot. I kind of forgot about it, even though that, her yelling at Jerry is the image that Hulu uses. I was still kind <laughs> of, like, completely shocked by that and it is fantastic the way that that actress yeah. nails her lines the 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 violence in her speech like everything i mean jerry just gets backed against a wall everything stops if there was a record player it would have scratched and she just destroys him with yeah. everything that's valid everything that she says is yeah. completely valid <laughs> you know i mean it's it's these are guys and girls been doing like ghosting people each other it's not something new that you've that with the internet age of ghosting somebody mm. like it just was easier to do it back in back in the day before the internet but guys have been ghosting girls and girls have been ghosting guys forever because no one wants to actually like talk to the other person and address what the issues are you know yeah, agreed but he gets destroyed he gets destroyed he does. he does i mean and it works so well you know in contrast to george who's failing he can't do it but this mary contardi just fucking just she is everything that George can't yep. be. And so he is again, he is a failure, but she is not. And it's really it's fun to see. Um, and her entire speech is probably my favorite like line, my favorite speech of the of the episode. I just I'm such a big fan of it. Yeah. But uh, one thing that is kind of funny is so Mary, she kind of stumbles back into the bedroom, I guess, to get her coat or something. And she comes back out. She is the person who bumps into Leslie, who has a piece of cake in her hand, who ends up shoving it somewhat accidentally onto George's shirt. The very same shirt that got chocolate stains all over it. And it's hilarious. It's funny. Um, <laughs> I, I like how you say bump. I track that as this rude-ass bitch just pushed a woman that's pregnant. Yeah. I, I, like She straight up like, uh, like pushed her. And I was like, damn, that's fucked up right yeah. there. So, like, honestly, like, I, I, any power that, that she had, like, after on top of Jerry, again, kind of like George, I was like, oh, no, you're a piece of crap, too. Like, you literally just uh, pushed a pregnant woman out of the way. I'm like, see, I, I didn't see it that same way because Leslie is so fucking terrible. And I, so it didn't bother me that she got pushed. She didn't, it wasn't pushed terribly. She didn't get shoved. She didn't even take a step. She just kind of like moved forward and and shoved some cake onto George. Yeah. You know, it was fine. I mean, I think, I think too, like a lot of it is the exaggeration of like the actor trying to like portray it. But to me, it tracked, to me, it tracked as a push. And because of that, I, I lost like respect for, for that lady there. Cause (laughs) no matter how shitty, no matter how shitty Leslie was, I was like, that's still a pregnant woman. I was like, that's fucked up. (laughs) I, I didn't I didn't have that connection at all. I still loved Mary the second that she pushed her. I probably loved her more that she pushed yeah, her because I, I don't think I remembered that it was her. But seeing that it was her, I was like, good for you because Leslie's a bitch. Uh, and so, I mean, I probably shouldn't be saying that word as much as I have, but I can't stand her. I just can't stand Leslie. 
But but she plays. She, I'm supposed to not like her, and so she's doing a good job. And to be truthful with you, that's what I love about doing this show with you, um, doing Cartwright with you, is we kind of both track different things, and then it's fun mm-hmm. to see. It's like sometimes I'm like, are we gonna like disconnect on like something bigger? No, it's always some of these like weird little things. That <laughs> yeah, are like you're like, things. what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But I love that. Yeah. I love how we kind of like follow different different threads in these episodes, and then we see where they go. I mean, one of the main things. And this is a main thing for me as to why I dislike Leslie so much. You know, she should blame Mary for pushing her, but she accidentally, you know, shoves the cake and then she says, thanks a lot, as if it was George's fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, no, she's terrible. Leslie's terrible. She she's is absolutely terrible, terrible. And she's, yeah, not the greatest person. I hate her. I loathe her. <laughs> yeah. I can picture uh, Jim, you you saying it like Jim Carrey and uh, the the Grinch. Loathe <laughs> you. Uh, so it's, it's all seriously, in, in all seriousness, it is funny, though. Like, I do like the scene. Uh, but at the same time, the shirt's already ruined. So why the fuck should George even care? No, no, no. George, yeah. no. Who cares? <laughs> it's like, who cares? Whatever. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a funny scene, but like, why does it even matter? I mean, the shirt's already fucked. If she didn't fuck up the co- If she fucked up the collar, that would have been great. Yeah. Oh, that actually, that probably would have been funnier is if it landed yeah. on the collar. That would have been funnier because mm-hmm. then the shirt would have been completely ruined. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So, you know, these... Cable guy. Oh, wait, did I skip talking? About I mean, I, th- I mean, the ca- the cable guys were there and stuff. But yeah, like, like it's it's funny. We we totally got into like the other part. But yeah, the actual main story aspect. Yes, I accidentally kind of skipped that part. But yeah, I had one sentence. It was Kramer walks in with the Russian guys. They're trying to set up. There's a whole little fun back and forth of like you know them being misplaced there and you know not really fitting in or whatever. Uh, eating the food and shit like that. But um, Jerry now wants to back out of the cable, apparently. Uh, Leslie, you know, is leaving at the same time. Uh, but, you know, she uh, makes sure to kind of, you know, be a terrible person on the way out. Just she's being mean to George. But George being like the whimpering, you know, little baby that he is, he kind of still looks for her approval. And so he's kind of like a whimpering little toady and he's getting her coat and walking her out or whatever. So. Man, I, I hated him when he was like that. I hated. Oh, to see God. George yeah. So sniveling. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I agree. It's awful. But uh, so Jerry trying to back out of the deal, uh, not wanting the cable, ends up pissing off the Russians who apparently break his TV and they bust up his TV. And that's pretty much well, he, how they were trying ends. to charge uh, four hundred dollars. Yeah, four hundred dollars, like, which well, is supposed to be one hundred and fifty. Well, but I mean, it's because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Like Jerry was mm-hmm. being a, a kind of like a dick. He's like, you know, get, you know, get out of here. You know, like I'll just and they're yeah. just like, oh, OK, you us four hundred bucks. But like if you let them finish it, it would have just been one hundred and fifty. But he was kind of like a dick yeah. to them so yeah that's, yeah, that's why enough. you don't you know you when you deal with these irreparable types what, what's what's the term uh anyways you, you just like yeah that can happen <laughs> and uh jerry learned yeah. that lesson uh the hard way yeah yes he did now can i always can i say real quick mm-hmm. the guy that played the older russian when i was mm-hmm. younger i thought that was the same actor as the dad on the wonder years um i know it's <laughs> i know it's not i know it's not but i only know it's not because i just <laughs> now looked it up on imdb they don't they so, don't look I don't think they look enough alike at all. 
I even when I was watching this episode, I was like, I think that's the dad from the Wonder Years. Oh my god, no way, (laughs) dude! You are ridiculous, dude. Maybe I'm getting senile in my old age. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, before you know, we fully end on a stand-up bit, we have kind of Jerry, George, and Elaine just kind of sitting around the apartment, just kind of complaining about their current situations uh, and like kind of past dates that they've had or whatnot. And then we fully end the episode with a stand-up bit. Yeah, another relationship guy, gal one, you know, type of thing. But um, he's you know, he's like at the end of the date, you know, like like uh, what do you do at the end of the date when you when you don't like want to see the person again, you know, and you, you say something like, take care, you know, like, why can't you just tell them you don't want to, you know, see them again. But then he's like, starts to go into this diatribe of like, take care now. Like, what does that even mean? Take care now, you know? And, uh, what I'm really trying to say is take off now. Uh, I, I didn't think that was as strong as the fish trying to drive a car. <laughs> But uh, it they were both they were both bad, Corey. <laughs> I love love the fish driving the, the car. The opener, the opener was the best. Yes, the opener. This episode, the opener was fantastic. Um, the ending one, I, I thought wasn't that great, but I have a personal yeah. affinity for the middle That's one <laughs> for for driving fish. You love driving fish. I do. I love Jerry's reaction. I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Let's go into our final thoughts on the episode. I'll start us off. Uh, I personally think that this is a pretty solid episode. I enjoy it. The whole dealing with the shirt thing is fantastic. Uh, I absolutely adore Mary Cantardi. I don't care that she shoved a pregnant lady because it was Leslie. I think her whole, you know, part in this scene in this whole in this episode was amazing. Um, I and equivalently, I hate Leslie just as much and the actress did a fantastic job they wrote her really well for me to hate her and so that I think that all worked out really well and the only kind of like little thing I do want to mention is yes I love the the Seinfeld four, the main gang or whatever the hell we want to call them but you know when I think to myself why are they they should almost always be the most awful people in every episode because they're terrible people and so it's like why are you terrible people friends with this other person who's so fucking awful? Like she, like she's such, she's just the worst. And I'm just like, I I would never want to be friends with someone like that. But you know, I, I do think more often than not, the Seinfeld four should be the most awful people in every episode. And in this one, they're not, uh, Leslie is definitely the worst. And and so it's not, it's just a little bit different thing, uh, which I'm okay with, but uh, you know, I I love it when they kind of get into their formula of them being really, really bad people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That, I mean, that is their hallmark. That is their hallmark. So yeah. So I find it a solid episode. It's a good, you know, right, strong middle of the pack episode. I know that we've got, some better episodes coming in my opinion better episodes coming so i've kind of saved some of my higher marks for later so this episode is three bosco stain shirts out of five in my opinion <laughs> good one I, I like your your rating on that one um okay. it's funny i'm with you but it's weird because it's different reasons i i enjoy this episode but i feel like i liked parts that you didn't like but then the mm. end result is we both had the same feeling about the episode i mean it wasn't a perfect episode. It wasn't like a, a top five episode, but it was a really nice, fun, middle of the ground episode. And I kind of, I feel like I latched on to different stuff that you did. But then at the end, we just sort of came still to the the same conclusion, which is a testimony to how awesome this show is. And <laughs> the fact mm-hmm. that we can do a full podcast on it. And, you know, there's yeah. other people obviously <laughs> doing podcasts on it, too. It's like, it's it's a show that it's... 
it's open for interpretation. You know, you can, it's, it's how you feel about a certain thing is how, how something's going to play out for you. I mean, everything's like that. I, I get it, but there's just so much in this show for, for you to enjoy, uh, and to gravitate towards. And it's, it's, even though, like, I think I kind of, like, structurally, maybe story-wise, like, uh, or at least character study-wise, I liked the last episode better. Um, I liked mm-hmm. more of the whimsy of this episode with the the dream sequence and everything. And maybe I didn't like the the lady as much because she hit a, a pregnant woman. But then, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with you that at the end of the day, Leslie's not a character that's deserving of any kind of sympathy either. And uh, I, But I'm also with you. Like, I like it when... And our main cast is probably the worst because that's kind of how it plays out. You see everyone else is kind of a more of a normal human. And then they're just really, and I know they kind of lean into it more later as well. Um, but I do with you like, I like to see the secondary characters to be more normal or like the people they interact with and then them mm-hmm. be the more neurotic, you know, ones and everything. But overall it was a fun episode. It was, it was a lot of fun, whether you like the, uh, the the middle stand up or not i think it was a solid yeah, yeah, episode fair, <laughs> fair enough fair I sh- enough i shouldn't so. be doing this no <laughs> all right all right so mr core my man where can people find you out in the internet yes sir i am on instagram i'm most active there you can follow me at Corey nation and then podcast wise i have a uh, horror movie cult podcast uh, with my buddy Zach called Podcasting After Dark and that's actually on this network the uh, Blast From Our Past network and uh, you can also find me on the NSFW Gamer podcast talking video games and of course every week on Cartwright and uh, Adam my man where can we find you? Well, as you just listened, yes, you can also find me on Cartwright, the episodes that you listen to right now. Yeah. Uh, but That was an unnecessary plug, I guess. No, unnecessary plug. But you can also find me on Blast From Our Past Podcast, where I am talking all things nostalgia with my brother, and on occasion you. And uh, we also have an Instagram, at BlastPassCast, and we have a Facebook, which is BlastPassCast. So yes. check that out. And I love talking about shit from the 80s and 90s, baby. As is apparent here, and so do I. And please mm-hmm. follow Cartwright on Facebook. We're at Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. And uh, join in on the conversation. Let us know what you think of these episodes. And while you're peru- you know, surfing the net, swing on by iTunes. And please, please, please give us a five-star review. Maybe a little, uh, you know, a couple nice sentences. That would be wonderful. And, you know, share us with your friends. That would be great, too. So just, you know, get the word out. But we are we're doing good, and we, we really appreciate you you guys uh you know giving us the love and everything online and, and all the reviews that you guys have left for us we appreciate all of them and and they've all been five stars so far so thank you thank you guys for that we, we do appreciate that and we must be doing something right i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> we must thank you guys appreciate it all right bosco Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 